0: Colin.
1: And this is just a little bit of a glance into our personal lives. We took a little bit of a break from the last episode to now because we welcomed our daughter into the world at the end of July. So we're super excited about that. But obviously, we've had our hands full for a few months now. And now that she is 12 weeks old, as of today, actually, we're feeling like we have a little bit more of a handle on things and are ready to start recording again and make this a little bit more regular so for today's topic i figured we could update everyone on what life is like with a newborn we're going to share some highlights some challenges and some surprises of welcoming our first child into the world so let's start on the positive note with highlights my first highlight of being her mom that i want to share is when she smiles and coos at you. It is the cutest thing in the entire world and it makes everything so worth it. We obviously can't have true conversations right now. It would be ridiculous if she was able to talk at 12 weeks old, but she is able to communicate somewhat by smiling back at us and making little noises. So our conversations are usually a lot of ooh, hoo noises and her smiling and us smiling back and she absolutely loves to do that she probably does that a few times every day and in fact today she did it super loudly for probably five minutes straight with me before i was like okay i don't know what you want to communicate here but we got to move on to something else because you're getting really loud (laughs) i don't know if uh you want to share anything on that or go right into your first highlight
0: Well, my first highlight is the same highlight, so I'll just add that it is obviously a great feeling because we don't have a baby genius and we don't actually know what's going on in her mind, so to be able to hear her in her own way of expressing her love and excitement and more recently I think we witnessed this last night she's definitely becoming more excitable as she's becoming more aware of her other surroundings and just being comfortable in the house and I mean she was running in place and when I say running in place on her back while we were changing her during her bedtime routine yesterday and I mean you would have thought she was like running a marathon and trying to go as fast as she could (laughs) and just super happy and swinging her arms and swinging her legs so it's always great that she is able to I think express in that way because otherwise I think it would be difficult for us to understand if we were making her happy or making her feel comfortable and I guess that's the only confirmation we can get.
1: For sure. And it takes a little while for babies to be able to do things like that. So for the first few weeks of her life, we weren't getting any of that kind of feedback. So now that we're getting it all the time, it's just super exciting and rewarding. So my next highlight is going to be about her sleep. And I want to actually start this highlight by saying (laughs) I totally don't mind when people ask, is she sleeping through the night? But I think we should try to back away from... Asking new parents that all the time because, first of all, it's not normal for babies to be sleeping through the night at this age. They are still so small and need to be fed pretty regularly. So if your baby is sleeping through the night, like, you are extremely lucky. So asking people about it and reminding them that their baby is not sleeping through the night and almost acting like, oh, that's disappointing. I wish people would not do that. So here's a tip. If you are not a parent because those are usually the people that ask. <laughs> no. That is not a great question to ask new parents. Ask probably anything else and it will go a little better than, "Hey, is your baby sleeping through the night yet?" <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> she is not sleeping through the night in case you couldn't tell by all of that, but she is pretty solid as far as night sleep goes. So, we purchased the snoo which is uh Decently expensive bassinet because it automatically rocks the baby and turns up white noise as the baby starts to show signs of being awake. So it will help put babies back to sleep without you having to get up and intervene, which is really nice. And it does end up helping the babies kind of sleep train without you having to go through the hard steps of not reacting to your child crying that sleep training requires. So I will say that probably plays a huge part in this. But as of now, we start her bedtime routine at 7, which is super fun. We give her a bath, change her, feed her, read to her, uh, give her baby massage. Not all in that order, but those are the things that we do during her bedtime routine. And then put her down awake in the snoo and she falls asleep on her own in there within a few minutes, which is pretty awesome because most babies need to fall asleep on you first and then be put down asleep which doesn't always set up the best habits for sleeping later on but we put her down by 730 then we wake her to feed her around 930 which is called a dream feed I am obviously going to be going to bed around that time and then she kind of stays asleep through the feeding so it's just meant as a way to kind of extend how long she can go before she'll wake me up next And then she wakes us up around 2 for another feeding, and then we get her up for the day around 7. And she only takes a few minutes to eat, get changed, and go right back to sleep during that 2 o'clock hour, so I think she averages under 15 minutes of being awake in the night, which is amazing. I'm super grateful. I don't know if it's been work that we've done, or if she's just naturally a good sleeper, or if it's a snoo, but... Whatever is happening is working pretty well, and I'm very grateful for that. I don't know if you have anything you want to say on that topic, or just go into your highlight.
0: No, I'll just go into my highlight, because my highlight, my second highlight, is that she's pretty low maintenance, and he talked about how quick it is during the night. Like, would you not want to wake up and have to feed her and change her? Of course, but, I mean, it's a five, ten minute thing at the most, most nights, and I think we're pretty lucky on that and I just think overall we talk about this pretty much all the time like if you're putting babies in a bucket which maybe you shouldn't do you know easy or difficult our baby Stella she's been pretty much in the easy bucket the whole time she has her fits she has her moments i uh, I felt terrible when she's screaming and yelling but I think part of it is we came in with expectations that it's not supposed to be easy to have a baby whereas I don't know that all new parents come in with those expectations and I think the other part of it is we are pretty caring and we are pretty chill people so she's in what I think is a really comfortable environment overall and I think that makes it easier for her to adapt and to learn and you know so she's not frustrated all the time or really you know jazzed up with a ton of energy or like overstimulated or something like that she's just kind of <laughs> with us and and going through the way that we go through life which is at a pretty i think normal rate compared to a lot of people that we know so low maintenance has been great cuz as much as we have to do and as difficult as it can be at times I think it could be a lot worse, and I think we could be a lot more tired than we are right now.
1: (laughs) Totally fair. So my third kind of highlight of having a baby at home is just watching her change and grow and learn. She has already changed so much from the time she was born. It's insane. Babies change so rapidly. She looks like a completely different human being than the one I gave birth to. She has doubled in size pretty much. She was born at around 6 pounds and now she's got to be around 12. Uh, She had long brown hair when she was born and now it's like blonde peach fuzz. She just has changed so much and... She keeps learning new things, which is really exciting to see all those milestones, like she is very easily able to track locations of us, or like if we hold a toy in front of her, her head turns and looks around at the toy, which babies don't do at first. She has rolled over from her stomach to her back, and just overall seeing her be way more alert is super interesting and rewarding to see.
0: My third highlight is one of my favorites. Before I knew Stella was going to be a girl, just when we found out that we were going to have a baby, I had put together a clip of three hours of Yankees highlights, radio calls, TV calls, different things throughout the years that I just obviously love the Yankees, and I'm hoping that Stella will love the Yankees, and so far indications are good that she does because not only does she just like to sit around and listen to the, the clips that I put together, uh, but it, I've, we've also found that it, it's a coping mechanism too uh, when she's getting a little crazy. So it's, it's uh, I guess, no surprise. Baseball is a little bit more of a chill sport and can help. And uh, it's just really nice that she has liked the Yankee stuff so far because that gives me hope that she's going to be a fan one day. And I've recently found out that she loves Britney Spears so much so that when I sing and dance with her she moves around and laughs and giggles like in a way that I have never seen her do before we just found that or I just found that out yesterday and have since shared it with Christine and it's really really funny and really interesting I don't know how many people know this but the first two concerts I ever went to were Britney Spears concerts at the old grandstand at the New York state fair. So even before I got to see like my first favorite classic rock artist, I saw Don Henley, who's one of the members of the Eagles. I saw Britney Spears twice. And uh, now it's like coming all full circle that my little three month old loves to hear Britney Spears and I'm lip syncing and dancing with her. And it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like one of those silly dead daughter moments that you see online in social media, but I really enjoy it.
1: That is funny. And on the Yankees note, I actually find it funny that you love that she loves listening to that because what it does is calms her down and puts her to sleep, which I can personally relate to because baseball also puts me to sleep.
0: Hilarious. <laughs>
1: I am hilarious. <laughs> so, That's kind of the highlights we wanted to talk about. I think now we can move into some of the challenges of having a newborn. And the first one I wanted to touch on was just breastfeeding. Ended up being a lot more challenging in the beginning than I expected it to be. I have stuck it out and continue to plan to stick it out. But the first few weeks were super challenging. She had a great latch. We had no problems there, but we still just ran into the issues with me having an oversupply her wanting to eat all the time sometimes it being very painful even though her latch was good just because you know you're not used to having a mouth on your breasts all the time so you have to get used to that and now it's much easier but the beginning I was like why did I make this decision uh, waking up in the night And having it be all on you every time is pretty tough. But it does get better. I did get through it. The beginning required like so many different products to help me through it. Like I was putting on cream to help the sore, cracked skin that I was getting from it. And I needed a pillow to prop her up. And I needed water near me at all times. And just all this stuff. Now I still need water near me at all times. But I can pretty much feed her anywhere which is really nice. It just takes a lot of time and took diligence. And I will say the other part of it that's still kind of frustrating is the diligence and just rigor that is required. You it's not like I could just have Colin give her a bottle and me be off doing whatever I want. If he's giving her a bottle, I have to be pumping because it is all supply and demand. So you don't really get any true breaks. Uh, and you have to be really on top of what the schedule is now that we have a schedule it's much better I feed her every three hours but there was a while that I was feeding her almost hourly because she had reflux and it made her throat feel better when she was feeding so it was pretty constant I'm very grateful that those days are over but yeah that's the first challenge I wanted to touch on
0: Mine is also a feeding challenge, and I guess we'll find out how many people actually listen to this, because I'll either get made fun of for going to Britney Spears concerts, or if you have bottle feeding tips, please send them my way. She sometimes is good with the bottle, like this morning she was good with it, I would say, all things considered, but for the most part she's definitely not the type of baby that's like, oh my god, give me a bottle, I will suck it down. I've seen other babies do that, and I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but uh, there are times where it's it's. I'm thinking about getting the
1: eyedropper eyedropper
0: Uh, to to get the milk in her because she just won't take the bottle. So it's one of those same things that you were talking about—the diligence and the persistence. Like it was even worse if. You can believe that when we first started giving her a bottle, but it's gotten progressively slightly better. I wouldn't say it's improved at quite the same rate as your breastfeeding improved, but she's gotten better. I'm hoping she will continue to get better because it is nice to, although you still have to pump, like you mentioned, you know, just be able to take some of the load off of you. And, um, you know, she eventually will, I think, have to just go with bottles like, when you do stop. Breastfeeding, so eventually she's gonna need to learn how to do it, but that's where we are right now.
1: (laughs) Well, it'll probably take a little longer too, just because we're giving her one bottle a day, whereas she's being fed from me like six or seven other times a day, so it makes sense that it rapidly improved quicker than giving her a bottle rapidly improves. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she'll make it through this entire bottle stage without really taking one and then we'll just be giving her regular milk in a sippy cup nine months from now (laughs) who knows we'll see so the next challenge that I will say is I know I talked earlier about how much I love watching her change and grow but how quickly she grows is also challenging because it makes me super sad to see my tiny baby be so different Uh, and it means we go through clothes fairly quickly I guess it's not as quick as most people would expect. Like, she is in the size that matches her age. Like, she wore newborn for a while, then she was in zero- to three-month clothing, and now she's just starting to move into three- to six-month clothing, and that is her age. And I know my mom told me, you're supposed to, like, double the age for their clothing that they go in, so she would be in six-month clothing by now or something, but either way, it's still hard to feel like so such a small amount of time has passed and so much change has happened. It's rewarding, but it's also like, oh my God, where did my baby go? So that's been hard for me.
0: My second challenge is around time. And there's obviously the caveat of a global pandemic being thrown into this, which has, I think, created even more of a bottleneck with in terms of time. So we are not sending Stella to daycare for the remainder of 2020, possibly the beginning of 2021. We're just going to wait and see what the world looks like on January 4th and just make our decisions based off of that versus trying to make decisions right now on everything. So Stella will be home with us in the foreseeable future. When you hear this episode, Christine will have start at work again because she starts work on Monday this episode will come out next Thursday so it's one of those things where both of our jobs require a lot of client time you know me running my business and then you know her full-time job on the marketing side is very client heavy so it'd be a little different if we were just behind the computer screen all day and doing more behind-the-scenes work in general but it makes it difficult to figure out how to balance our time, you know, our work time, the time that we want to use to get our active time in, time that we want to use to be social with people or just be with ourselves and relax and have quality time together, and then try to add in time with Stella and have quality time there where we're either playing with her and having fun or we're doing some developmental things. now. The zero to six month d- developmental school academy things that we could be doing for her aren't like rocket science by any means, but they still take time. They still take persistence. They still take that you, l- you like have to do it mentality. Uh, otherwise, it won't ever get done. So, like, if we want her to keep progressing, we have to keep doing these things because we won't have a daycare or a pre- you know preschool teacher or whatever it was you know at this at this stage of development f- helping her out so just trying to figure all that out my morning start at four fifty-five 55 now and so far that has worked and i'm hopeful it will continue to work in the near future at the very least but definitely had to stretch our days out and do things a little bit differently than we did before we had kids or even before the pandemic but I know it all balance out, but I would say that's definitely one of the more challenging things right now It's just how do we do it all, given that we don't really, I think, have enough time to actually do it all, if that makes sense.
1: I think about that all the time, how there's just not enough time in the day for us to do everything that we're trying to do. So we're doing the best we can with what we got. But my final challenge is a little bit on the lighter side, and that is that I got pooped on recently (laughs) so while I was feeding her we had a photo shoot actually that's where I should start with this we had a photo shoot so she was wearing a t-shirt and pants instead of a onesie and one of the benefits of onesies is when kids have a blowout it at least somewhat holds it in (laughs) she had a blowout while I was feeding her and it just came straight up out of her leggings onto me. And I felt it as soon as it happened and I was wearing black leggings and breastfed baby poop looks like mustard. So it looked like someone stepped on a bottle of mustard and it got all over me. So it was funny, but it was also a little frustrating because I was in the backseat of my car in a park I was not home. It's not like I could just easily wash myself off and change. So we had to clean up her up, clean me up, clean up the car, and then still get home. So that was a fun little challenge of being a mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my, my last challenge is to take a line from Christine. She says that they say it takes a village, but we can't really have a village in a pandemic to raise a child and you know part of that is the choice that we made to move down to charlotte and that takes us away from a lot of our either immediate family or extended family but the reality is we're in a pandemic and they probably wouldn't have been too much of a help anyway not because they wouldn't have wanted to help um, but because of the realities of this virus wouldn't have allowed for them to help so We uh, are definitely feeling that you know even from we have really great neighbors. We have some really good friends in the Charlotte area. People have brought us meals and helped out in ways that they can. But you know Stella didn't have her diaper changed by anyone other than her you know you or I until what she was like two and a half almost two and a half months old or a little over two months old. Um, When when we again made the choice to come up to. The north and to the Syracuse Scranton area is to see family and and uh, you know my mom changed her diaper when, when we got to the house to drop my bro- brother off and that was the first time anyone you know my brother hadn't even done it yet just because I don't know he's 24 and not comfortable he has since changed the diaper so I'll, I'll give him credit where credit is due but it's uh not just diaper changing obviously but you know it was uh, kind of eye-opening to see like how much more quality time you and I would have if we could do things like during regular hours of the day we still get that like two-hour window when she goes to bed at seven where we hang out but it's definitely going to be on the couch we're both exhausted like you know and and we're not going out anywhere because it's pandemic and you know, not bringing a babysitter into the house unnecessarily and everything so there's definitely, uh, been a lot of challenges. It's definitely helped us, I think, grow and become even more confident in our abilities. And obviously Stella is thriving and doing really well, but uh, there are definitely times where you're just like, man, can, <laughs> can somebody just, you know, take it for 30 minutes and just let us, you know, kind of do something. I'm not saying we want to go out and get blasted drunk or anything like that, but, you know, just, uh, kind of take the weight off every once in a while would be nice and that's just something that's not really in the cards right now
1: for sure and it was so nice when we were in Syracuse to be around people who have had babies themselves and obviously raised us and we're fine so just having that level of trust, like, oh, you know how to take care of a baby. There's pretty much nothing that could happen that you wouldn't know what to do in this situation. And that just allowed us to leave her for short periods of time and, like, go hang out in the hot tub with a glass of wine or go for our workout together instead of taking all of our time to do separate workouts, you know? So it was really nice in that sense and if we were not in a pandemic it would be really nice to kind of have that. But That's enough challenges. We'll talk about some surprises. One thing that really surprised me was that you are really busy with a baby, but you feel like you're not doing anything because (laughs) you have to spend your time on whatever the baby needs. So a lot of times that's feeding, changing, watching her, maybe doing a little bit of playing. You're kind of confined to the room you're in unless you want to, like, tote her around and all of her stuff that she could possibly be using in that moment. So... It takes up a lot of time, but at the end of the day, you're not like, wow, I did so much today. You're like, wow, I watched a baby play today, pretty much. (laughs) So that has been something I definitely wasn't expecting. I thought I would feel very accomplished just by doing my motherhood duties. Do you want to share any of your challenges?
0: I thought we were off of challenges.
1: I'm sorry. We are off of challenges. Do you want to share any of your surprises?
0: I didn't know if you were done.
1: Yes, I was done.
0: <laughs> my my first surprise is that somebody somebody asked me like, what's the what's been like the hardest adjustment to make, and I had to think about it, and the conclusion I came to is that with a baby, there's I mean, there's time obviously, but there's less time than ever before to make. Adjustments Like, you just have to do things. And you don't have time to, like, think about different scenarios or, you know, really even think about, like, what you could have done differently until, you know, maybe she goes to bed for the night. And you just have to do things. So it's like, even if you don't want to adjust, she'll force you to to adjust. Otherwise, she's going to scream and cry and not be happy and get sick and all these bad things that can happen to babies. So... There's just no real time to adjust. You just do it now. That's one of the surprises, I think.
1: For sure. I was also surprised by how much a crying baby gets to you. Before I had her, I could not understand why people were so reactive to their baby crying. I'm like, it's just a baby. They don't know why they're crying a lot of the time. They're not going to remember that they cried when they were little and you didn't help them immediately or anything like that. So... I just expected it to not be that big of a deal, especially because other people's babies crying is not a big deal to me, but hearing her cry specifically, there must be something biological within us that makes you react to it, because as soon as she cries, I'm like, oh my god, she needs me, what do I need to do? And it's really, it's harder than I expected it to be, as it's especially hard to hold yourself back when they're crying, so yeah. that's, that surprised me.
0: I would say you definitely have a harder time with her crying and just letting her cry than than I do. I I mean, it hurts sometimes when she is crying, but I think like I realize a lot of times why she's crying, and, and I I don't know, I guess that just <laughs> makes it okay in my head, and I'm like, okay, I know why she's crying. There's nothing actually wrong with her. She's just maybe frustrated or she just doesn't understand and us coddling her isn't really going to improve the situation so let's just let her cry for a minute or two and and everything but I know you've gotten better but I I would say that's definitely been easier for me than it has been for you.
1: I think it's also biological in mothers specifically because I've heard this across a number of couples.
0: (laughs) Yeah my second surprise is that I trusted or I am trusting my instincts more than I thought I was going to like coming into everything. I mean, we we read a lot. We didn't read like every book out there like we weren't that maniacal, but we read, you know, pretty much every week some updates as to what the baby was, what to expect, you know, all these things to get prepared, uh, especially the stuff that we got from the hospital. And uh I I won't say that I don't use any of that information, but I think what I've learned is that I I like to get like the guide, I like to get the framework like for example, now I know at this stage during the day, she isn't supposed to sleep more than five hours during the day. So I'm, you know, whether we're clocking it on our app or just I'm doing it in my head, naturally I'm just guided by this, you know, five hour thing between the four naps that she takes when she wakes up at seven. And, uh, you know, that, that is just, i guess it's not instinctual there but like that's one of the examples of like just give me a guide give me an idea of like how i need to raise her and then i'm at least comfortable making some of those decisions on my own on the fly you know flexing around here and there with everything so i feel like overall i've definitely trusted my instincts and i guess that goes back to my first thing with the adjustments like it's because you just don't have a lot of time to go back and check the book or something like that you just got to do things
1: (laughs) yeah and mine actually feeds off of kind of those two statements as well and just saying that my last surprise really was how quickly you figure out what it is that you need to know so before we had her I felt like wow there's just so much to learn how am I ever going to remember all of this but truly once you're in it you do you just get it there are still some things that I learned a little later than I should have like pull the ruffles out on the sides of the diaper and that'll help prevent blowouts well that would have been nice to know a little bit earlier on (laughs) but in general you pick up on a lot of what you need to know very quickly and as overwhelming as it all sounds if you don't have a child it becomes much less overwhelming when you're in the moment doing it so at least that has worked out better than I kind of thought it would.
0: Yeah, and I would say my last surprise goes back to the whole, it takes a village, and I guess I'm just a little surprised, given the fact that we haven't had much help, and we don't have, I would say, in this area, we don't have as many friends who have had kids yet, we have more of those friends up north, it's gone pretty well, (laughs) and so we can't complain it we're we're both pretty happy like i said we're not exhausted by any means and it seems like stella's happy healthy growing and and so i'm a little surprised i mean i i knew we were capable i know we're going to be good parents but just given the circumstances that everything's gone as well as i think it possibly could have to this point is is a little surprising so hopefully there's nothing on on the other side that is waiting for us but i'm that, is, uh, that would be my last surprise, just how well things have gone.
1: And if there is anything on the other side waiting for us, this is now public knowledge that it came from Colin putting that energy out into the universe right now by yep. saying that. <laughs> All right. So that is what we wanted to share as far as our little update on being parents. We would love to hear from anyone else who has gone through anything similar always happy to talk about this kind of stuff with anyone now we are going to get back to recording regularly for behind the seas but outside of that the dynamic leaders podcast episodes will be released in pod series so a pod series was just released fairly recently so the next one's going to come in q1 of 2021 can't believe we're almost there so go ahead Head to the show profile on whatever platform you listen on and download that recent pod series. If you haven't done that yet, check it out. There's some great episodes in there. And until next time, take it easy.